a Lifetime original podcast. No, I'm kidding. No one will die dating me, I swear. (laughs) Tom, you know there could be eligible bachelors listening to this, so you really need to not imply that you are a murderer. I love a Lifetime movie. She's like a type A stalker. She's organized and thoughtful about it. He's 10 years old. He's a director. He is an iPad. You're not just getting him. Maybe he was so traumatized and he was like, I captured it on film, but I don't remember it happening. I think it should be a law. It's like, was someone murdered here? Was there a Lifetime movie here? Yeah, we got to separate, kid. You're on your own. (laughs) You shouldn't be here. You're ruining everything. Shut up! I know what you're trying to do, and it won't work. Sam said that we'd be married when the time is right, and there is nothing you can do to stop it. I don't know what you're talking about. You think I won't kill for him? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie, because I do. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Ekparrigan, here with the only person I know who can fill Megan Gailey's shoes, the one, the only, Tom Lank. Tom Lank, thank you for coming back. Oh, thank you. I am honored. (laughs) And I I consider myself a convert. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm, especially with this movie, (laughs) I am into it. So Naomi, thank you for bringing me on board. Absolutely. Bringing Lifetime back into your life. That is the goal for not just the guests, but also the listeners. We're saying, remember? Remember how much you love this? Here we are to tell you that. Now, as we're recording this, um, our dear, sweet Megan Gailey is heading to the hospital. She's being induced. She is being induced, okay? She, they're going to do something, and then by the morning, there'll be a fresh baby. I, the only thing I can think of is it's like a gentle laxative, something Metamucil-esque. <laughs> but it's going to happen, and I've never been more excited. And it's like, I feel like this time tomorrow, I will be an auntie. And all the listeners, you will also be aunties, but you don't get to actually touch the baby in any way. So that's exciting. Now, Tom, you know, this movie, producer Julie picked this, but I also think it was like the most perfect motion picture to pick for both you and I, um, because this is a movie about deadly Hollywood obsessions. It's called Deadly Hollywood Obsession. You and I are obsessed with Hollywood and it will kill us. (laughs) So this feels very right. Am I Hollywood's jealous lover or is Hollywood my, who's the jealous lover in the relationship? Me or Hollywood? That's You're the question. jealous lover. You're the jealous lover. You're like, Hollywood, pay attention to me. And Hollywood <laughs> is like, I'm busy. No, I, I, I can't take your call. Hollywood's like, I'm leaving your text on red. Oh, God. It's <sighs> a real dark time. But this movie, it's, you know, it's not about someone trying to make it to the top like me and Tom. <laughs> The logline for Deadly Hollywood Obsession is this. After saving 10-year-old Jack from an attempted kidnapping, Casey Wright is hired by Jack's famous father, actor Sam Austin, to be Jack's homeschool teacher. Casey is quickly swept up in Sam's celebrity lifestyle, but when things heat up between the two, Casey becomes the target of Sam's crazed stalker. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Also, don't you love when a logline just is the entire movie description? Because it pretty much lets us know the entire first two acts of the movie. 
Yeah, no, it gave, it gave away some some stuff, but it's okay. It is because they managed to surprise us. The original title of this film is Famous and Fatal. Ugh, that's what we have to find out with because the second who who's doing these all? What? Yeah, why? How? Who? When? Why? How? Do you think it's like for international markets? Do you think that like in places that aren't obsessed with Hollywood, like maybe if you watch this movie overseas, you're like, oh, famous and fatal because like a Hollywood obsession, you know, it doesn't translate. That idiom doesn't translate. Fatal. If you lived in the United Arab Emirates, perhaps, and you're watching a Lifetime film. Yeah, maybe. Via satellite. I mean, also the famous and fatal. That's what it's like dating me. Oh, we all know you can't. After last week, you can't trust a Tom. No, I'm kidding. No one will die dating me. I swear. (laughs) Tom, you know, there could be eligible bachelors listening to this. So you really need to not imply that you are a murderer. I'm not a murderer. I'm not. Guys, don't don't murder me. Just break up with me. That's (laughs) what I have to say. 
That's definitely a tried and true staple. So everybody drink. (laughs) And then also, could we, I feel like we need to invent an app that lets you know when you're being followed. Is that something we could do? I feel like between the two of us, we could figure that out. Yes, yes. That definitely has Shark Tank potential. So like, I feel like, okay, how it might work is something where obviously cars will be behind you. But when a vehicle has been behind you for like more than 10 minutes, maybe, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, if you're not in a traffic situation, your car will beep and be like vehicle still in pursuit or something. And then you have to like look back and make sure it's not your ex lover. (laughs) Just to give you a, you know, a heads up to look back and note, because, you know, they never notice in the rearview mirror. And if it's nighttime, all you're seeing is headlights. I know. And that's what they're doing. That's what they're betting on. You know, at night, they, they put on those high beams. They know you can't see nothing. <laughs> Speaking of survivors, we cut back to Casey and her black friend, TJ, watching the same entertainment news uh, that we saw earlier. And we learned Casey's been teaching Sam, Austin's son, Jack. And we learned that TJ is very horny. <laughs> she really is, though. She like has a very, like her being like, so you're all alone in the classroom and he's looking at you with those beautiful eyes and you're looking at that mm, chiseled body and then all of a sudden, bam, you're on the desk, crayons are flying, markers are flying and he goes in wow. for your shirt. And- Stop, okay. TJ, honey, it's like 9 p.m., <laughs> calm down. So basically what we learned is like Casey, she's a teacher, but she's not full time yet. So she's at this school where famous Sam Austin's son goes and she's teaching him, but she's like, not really feeling confident in her job. So we see her at school pickup. Basically, you know, all the kids are kind of running around waiting for her parents and whatnot. And little Jack Austin, well, I guess he's a budding filmmaker inspired by his dad. He's like making a movie on his iPad when a random brunette woman comes up to him. Yeah, come on. We don't want to keep your dad waiting, do we? We're supposed to meet him for ice cream. Dad wants us to go get ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. I and mean, he doesn't want us to be late, so come on. You see Casey watching, like watching the woman approach and talk to him. And I'm like, okay, why are you watching this for so long? Can you please like go over there and see what's up? Because the woman is basically like trying to lead him away. Like, come on, it's time to go. <laughs> I mean, Sam, didn't it feel like Casey just like watched it play out? You know, she was like lethargically striding. I think it's the hair is weighed her down. She can't, <laughs> the hair is very heavy. So she's, that's why she's yeah, moving yeah. so slow. Yeah, I would think that, yeah, I think I feel like as a teacher doing pickup duty, you would move quicker. Let's go to pep in that step, ma'am. <laughs> and the brunette woman is like instantly creepy. Oh, we're going for ice cream. Ice cream? Oh, man, I wish someone was taking me for ice cream. Can Casey come too? She's really nice. I, I don't, I don't think your dad would like that, but we have to go. So come on. Actually, uh, it says here his Aunt Meredith is picking him up. Yeah, well, you know how these things are. Sometimes they forget to update them. It's, it's fine. All right, Jack, it's time to go. It's time to go. Come on. I, I, I understand. Uh, and I hate to slow you down, but rules and everything, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, and the coverage on her face, it was like... It was so creepy. <laughs> And I'm immediately obsessed with this actor. Like, she's committed. She's doing it. And I'm believing it. And she's great. Well, she's really sweaty and cagey and agitated. And she's like, I'm here to get him. And then it's like, Casey's like, okay, do you have any proof that you were sent here? And literally, she just smiles for a beat. And then she tries to grab little Jack. 
Yeah, no, that's fine. I will I will show you the letter that I have and And then finally, the brunette gives up. Casey and the little boy fall to the ground. And then the woman drove off. She just drove off. I said, can we get a license plate? No can one, we get no, some information? No one else came to help. <laughs> no license plates were taken. Also, I love the, the, the just the blind confidence of, of this brunette woman who's like, oh, my scam's not working. I'm just going to take him. He shall be <laughs> taken by me. Like, how how could you possibly wrangle that child right, in front of right. it's just it's going it's showing us that this woman is uh not right in, the, in her mind exactly she's not even thinking it through because again this is not like a 2 year old that you could just like pick up and throw over your shoulder okay he's 10 years old he's a director he is an ipad you're not just getting <laughs> him going anywhere he's not just going to go anywhere okay you can't just <laughs> swaddle him uh, and just <laughs> wrap him up in his kitty carrier. No, <laughs> it's not going to be that easy. But then we see the woman, uh, the crazy brunette, whose name is Lynette, and she lives with her mom. Mm. Uh, no shame. Mm. Go in, and she goes into her house, and she turns on one of Sam's movies, and then she like lip syncs the, <laughs> the words. Like she's she's watched this film many times. Yes. Yes. And she's like mouthing along, and then like when Sam says he he's like I love you to whatever the, who the actor is, Lynette is like, you're everything to me. I love you. I love you too. I love you so much. Okay, okay, she's she's gone. She's gone. She is. There's no coming back from this crazy. Yeah, no. There's she. Uh, we could. We maybe some medication would help, but I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor, yeah. but I don't know. Also, did you clock the Hummel figurines? Nothing. No, I did not. <laughs> uh, the opening before when she goes into the house. The before we see her mom, who's probably maybe also not uh, not right uh, with herself. Um, the the Hummel figurine. Nothing to me <laughs> says crazy. White lady in a suburb, uh, than humble figurines <laughs> because I that's what I come from. I come from a land, <laughs> I come from humble figurines. <laughs> you come from my, in fact, figurine my, people. <laughs> last week, we found out my grandfather lived till he was 102, passed recently. The house has gone on the market. Uh, my mom asked me, Do you want any of the humble figurines? <laughs> no. I do not have any emotional attachment to those figurines, and neither should you, ma'am. And I'm concerned <laughs> if you just drop those off at the Goodwill, please. Please. <laughs> oh, gosh. So after the incident, though, the next day, Casey's in the classroom, and Mark, who's like Sam's right-hand guy, he's got kind of like a ruddy red beard. I do think he is cute. But there is something a little weird and intense about him. Like him and Detective Bruner come in and like, we want to ask you questions. And she's like, um, I already talked to the police. And then but he's like, no, we have more questions. So you're like, okay, they're working outside the law. You know what I mean? Like Detective Bruner, Mark, we don't know the vibe. But then as that's happening, Sam, famous Sam Austin, is like standing outside the door. And he's like going to come in and, you know, thank her. 
And isn't she ready for him? God, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> oh, it was nothing. It was not nothing. Jack is safe because of you, and I can't thank you enough. Oh, I, I'm just glad I could help. Jack is a really great kid. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he means the world to me, and I would do anything to keep him safe. Uh, which is why I wanted to come thank you personally. You know, Jack really likes you, too. He's been raving about his favorite teacher, Casey, all year. I gotta say, you're, you're not what I had in mind. What did you have in mind? Well, my third grade teacher was about 80 years older, and she, she had a mustache. <laughs> Let's just say you're a lot different than Mrs. Parker. Oh, um, well, thank you. Basically, she's looking at him, and she, like, wants to get with him. And it's, like, just so funny how obvious it is immediately. She's taken TJ's advice. She's gotten <laughs> horny for this man. <laughs> so then Casey, then we see Casey driving, listening to a podcast about managing debt as she arrives at a hospital to visit her mother who is in a coma. Now this to me is the most elegant, concise way of saying homegirl struggling. Okay. <laughs> immediately. It's like debt coma mom. Okay. <laughs> And then before you think before you think that she might manage it, no, 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 the hospital administrator comes over to her and is like, It's over $14,000, and it's 60 days overdue. I have been dealing with her insurance companies, and they assured me it would be paid on time. But it's already not been paid on time. That's going to have consequences for your mother's care if you don't pay that bill. It was like, damn. <laughs> okay, Casey? Casey is on Struggle Street. This is the sort of like contemporary grown-up equivalent of the cartoon character opens their wallet and a moth flies out. Like that's <laughs> that's what we've got happening for us here. <laughs> we cut to Lynette, uh, back to Lynette in her bathroom mirror. She's practicing what she's going to say to Sam when he finally meets up with her. No, you do not need to apologize. Nothing, not for anything. I should have listened to you from the beginning. I. You're always right. Of course. I love you. Yes, I do. I... He loves her and possibly proposing to her. What? Isn't that what it sounds like? Like, by the end of it, she's like, yes, Sam. Yes, I will. And I was like, okay, so I guess the way the conversation ended was that he proposed. I, but this also makes me love her. Like, I'm immediately rooting for Lynette now. Why? Am I a monster? Am I a monster? Also, can I propose for the Lifetime Bingo card um, anytime there's a audition monologue? Because like, this is, for me, this is the grad school theater department uh, audition monologue in the movie. And I'm into it. Yes. You, okay, but here's my thing. Here's what I'm thinking, though. What if there was, what if we made a book that was a collection of monologues for young actors and it was like, lifetime monologues <laughs> so it's like you would go get this at bars and nobles and it would be like 200 pages of just like the best monologues from lifetime movies lifetime come on you know you want in on this business proposal this is brilliant this is brilliant you have to pay me for this okay i've said this on the program but this is my <laughs> idea and you need to pay me extra okay because i think and then the what you say in the like the front of the book it's like move over shakespeare Here's some real poetry. And it'll also set you apart from the other people auditioning. Because yeah. no one else is going to come in there with Lynette's bathroom mirror rant. I'd, I'd like to now do uh, from the 
2010 film Deadly Hollywood Obsession, aka Fatal. What was it? Fatal Relationship. Famous and Fatal. Famous and Fatal. Uh, I now do Lynette's bathroom model. And here we go. <laughs> so I think this is brilliant, and I'd like to invest. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I was like, okay, the more Lynette, the better. I think you are right, though, because like she is really good. Having to do that kind of unhinged thing in a way that is believable. Like I think one of my biggest flaws as an actor is like I'm not good at taking myself seriously. You know what I mean? Like I'm too self-conscious. So like if I had to do something like this, I would be like, what the hell? And I would just like start laughing. No, there's no. If I had to do this monologue somewhere, it would. If they'd be like, that was hilarious, amazing. Like there, <laughs> there would be no way. There'd just be with no way for yeah. me to sell it. <laughs> so it, I, this, I just feel like this actor is great, and she's really, she's really setting the tone. You know, she really is. But you know, we come off of that, Lynette in the bathroom mirror, honey, and we see Casey coming home. And she's coming home at night to her little house, which has got to be in Burbank. And they're paparazzi outside of her house. Automatically being like, you know, because now she is the woman who saved the famous man's son. So she's now everywhere, honey. Her face is everywhere. People are finding her out. Why did she target Jack? Is he helping your mom? Casey, do you think she killed Naomi? No, no, I think you do know. What what can you tell me about the case? Did Sam Austin give you any money for help? Hey, guys, knock that crap off. Just ignore him. Hey, I said knock it off. I said back off oh. now. Jesus. Hey, man, we have a right to be here. So she's like trying to get through them. And then Mark, again, Sam's right hand man, he like comes up and whisks her away in his car. And I'm just like, okay, what were you like? Why was he just there at her house waiting outside? Yeah. Why is he stalking her? Also, Mark, um, Sam is gorgeous. Also, Mark is Mark is like an under the radar gorgeous, and yeah. I I notice that he work he works out, and it's sad that it's hidden. They're not his his clothing could be hugging him more because <laughs> I can see it sometimes the way he moves, and you're like, oh, okay, he's working out, and he's angry that he's not able to show it. That's what's frustrating him. Is he's got. Explosive body. <laughs> that's, that's why he's agitated. That's his explosive body is being is not it's not being shown. His name is Adrian Gaeta, and he was born in Switzerland but raised in Hawaii. So I'm already into it. Okay, this international flavor, and he just has that lovely red beard. I was like very like, mm, tell me more about Mark, even though I don't appreciate the way he shows up places like a stalker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was into it, but I also wasn't into it, but. He's also like, the re- he says the reason why he's at her house is because, well, Sam wanted to invite you over for dinner. And it's like, okay, like, honestly, can't he text her? Like, they're, like we get that Sam's famous, but there are ways for him to do things without, like, sending Mark to fetch her. You know what I mean? But, you know, that, but I bet, I feel like, you know, is, is this what it's like to date Ben Affleck? Does he send a car <laughs> for you and, and have someone whisk you away during a, a situation to to come hang out with. I don't know. Maybe this is what movie stars do. Well, then we gotta we gotta start dating some movie stars. <laughs> we need to find people to date. Mark and Casey they get up to Sam's house, which you know, huge Hollywood mansion. And as they're pulling into the driveway, Lynette is like already skulking outside. That is what I love. Is that Lynette 
is on top of it. Okay? Lynette's day is like, wake up. Try to take Sam's kid. Go get lunch. Watch a movie. Practice my speech in a mirror. Go to Sam's house. Go to bed. That's like Lynette's whole schedule. You know, I didn't even think about that. She's like a type A stalker. She's very, she's, she's a Virgo. She's she's organized and, and thoughtful about it. Right. She's really on top of it. You know, <laughs> I would like to, t- I would like to apply her energy that she puts into stocking into my career. Yes. Might have my deadly obsession with Hollywood not be so deadly, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My functional Hollywood obsession. <laughs> Also, Naomi, do you think, because I feel like all these houses that are in uh, Lifetime movies, I feel like they're like about to go on the market. Like they must, (laughs) do you think they have to disclose like how many Lifetime movies your mansion was in before they sell? Like, what do you think the rules are? Now, I think in Los Angeles, they would definitely tell you, right? Because that's the selling point in this town. Someone would be like, oh, my house was in a movie. So I think they would definitely tell you. I think it should be a law. It's like, was someone murdered here? Was there a Lifetime movie here? Was someone (laughs) murdered in a Lifetime movie here? You know? Because what if you were just like watching, you're you're binging, doing a Lifetime movie marathon, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, my house. I had no (laughs) idea. Because you would be start, you would be like, oh my gosh, these people I didn't know, they were filming in my home. You know, it's funny, my mom, she, I remember this would have been probably, what, two, three years, I mean, again, pre-pandemic, so three years ago. She called me because if Beale Street could talk, remember that movie? Yeah. They, they did a lot of shooting in Harlem, and they reached out to her being like, can we use your house for holding? Oh. And I was like, ma, don't do it. Don't no. do it. And no. then she tried to, and then also they were like, the amount of money they offer is low. You know, my mom was like, excuse me? <laughs> She's like, I'm a lawyer. If you're going to try to come up in here in my house, you are going to need to pay me some money. Because I was like, holding is like even worse, right? Because you used to have that same, the same amount of people coming and going, but like that is literally where they go to be bored and eat and, you know what I mean? Just like make a mess because that's what you do with holding. I was like, no. I was like, Ma, you're going to be mad. I mean, she would hate when I would wear certain shoes because I would scratch up the floor. Then I was like, no, you don't want your house to be holding. For extras. No, no, no. I mean, they do put cardboard down on the floor, but you, yeah, you don't want to be holding because you want the you want the good money for being on camera. <laughs> but, you know, because Lynette is skulking, she is able to listen in as Mark and Sam talk about her. Listen to this. I can't be worried about my career and my son and if you can do your job or not. Come on. Look, look I've been trying. Try hard. Hey, I do everything you ask me. You want me to pick up the girl? I did. You want me to find the crazy bitch? That's what I'm doing. Keep your voice down. I don't care what it takes. You and Bruner need to find her so she doesn't do anything else. Is that clear? And you get the sense of like, okay, wow, maybe Sam is not as sweet. And he's like not as much of a victim as we think. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's giving like, I don't know. He's giving kind of controlling Mm -hmm. vibes. It's not cool. I know, but I'll tell you this. I didn't see it immediately. Like, at first I was like, oh, he's like a Hollywood asshole. I didn't get that it was like a little more than that. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he was just being mean to his assistant. Oh, yeah. No, I can. I could. Yeah. Also, but but the guy's clearly not his assistant. The guy is like a security detail. Also, what's their relationship? You know, are they friends or are they coworkers? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think they're like go way back, right? So it seems like he's one of those people where it's like, 
Sam and Mark, I think it's like Sam and Mark grew up together. Sam becomes famous and he and Mark and then Sam's like, okay, Mark, I'll put you on payroll. It's like that kind of vibe. Don't you think? Yeah. It's like, oh, I uh, we've always been best friends. And then like he, he we came up together. And so I got to like, he doesn't have a um a crew or a posse per se, but he's got his his hype man. That he's employed. Exactly. Exactly. So after, you know, Sam and Mark get into this fight, you know, he comes back into the house and he pours some wine for Casey, who's basically just been, you know, little Jack has been taking her around the house. Jack is very mature. He's very professional. For someone whose mother was killed six months earlier, he's doing the best of everybody. Okay? (laughs) He's doing fine. Because he has an unhealthy relationship with his iPad. There, I said it. (laughs) Too much screen time for that child. I know. I know. He's raising himself. He's raising himself on his iPad. (laughs) Then that night, Jack, Sam, and Casey all have dinner by the pool. And Lynette watches. And then when Jack gets up, Cause he's like, I'm done eating. Can I go play? And he like goes in his room and then Lynette just like watches him play in his room. Creepy crawlers. Why don't they have better security? If there's one thing you should have in a Hollywood house, it is motion sensing lights. Yeah. You've got, (laughs) you've got this man that goes and picks up women for you, but you don't have a nest system in your home. (laughs) Come on, get that, that doorbell with the camera. Come on. Also, can I just say, what is it like? to look like this man like he's just wearing a black t-shirt and it looks so i'm wearing a black t-shirt it does not look like that he, he looks <laughs> his is almost like an ice skating costume though because it's very tight fitting like he looks like he's about to do his short program <laughs> Naomi, do you have you ever eaten outside like do you eat outside i just feel like in this movie they eat outside at nighttime like I don't know. I feel like I would you ever think to just go outside and eat in a backyard at nighttime? The only time I have done it is when I was staying at a house in Palm Springs and we were like, what a cool evening. Let's sit outside with our takeout. And that was the one time, the only time in life. And I was it felt like it was also like part of me trying on a Palm Springs aesthetic. You know what I mean? <laughs> It didn't feel natural. Did you feel so rich? We're like, I am a rich lady eating outside, dining out. Is that al fresco? Is that outside? Yes, it is. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I am a rich lady dining Alfredo. <laughs> Alfredo, al fresco, baby. <laughs> okay, back into it. Uh, Jack is playing. Sam is, asks Casey. You are Jack's favorite teacher, and I want you to come aboard and homeschool him full-time for the rest of the year, or longer. I think that Jack would really benefit from having you around. Oh. Well, I wasn't expecting that. I think you guys have a great connection. And um, I did some checking up on you, and I've heard nothing but good things. So, what do you say? To be honest, I was hoping the school was gonna offer me a full-time position next fall. And quitting midway through the year would not send the best message. Come on, she's working in a public school. We all know <laughs> that you're not getting paid great there. Right. What, what, what do you think about this moment? I don't understand what she has to think about. Teach one child, one child who <laughs> seems quite precocious, <laughs> all right, and has a budding career ahead of him, and probably get more every, like an hourly rate. That is like, what we can only dream of or wait and see if you can teach 30 
crazy children at one time making probably a third of what he's offering you? I mean, he doesn't say the amount, but we just know because he's a rich, famous person and it's his kid, he will shell out money. That's what we're saying. Oh, gosh. But then you have to be invested in that kid's life and they're going to want to, like, talk to you about stuff all the time. What are you talking about, though? You just, like, go home. You teach them in the morning, and then you go home, and then that's it. You don't, like, give the kid your cell phone number. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I should have thought I should have thought this through. That night, Casey's looking at the those bills, and they are haunting her. They're overdue. <laughs> and she calls Sam. Sam? Hey, sorry uh, if it's too late. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was thinking about your offer, and if it's, you know, if we work out a few details, I, I think I would like to take it. But then we see Lynette in her car outside of Casey's house, which I swear I have been to this house. <laughs> I, it looks very familiar. I had that same light from Target. My mom gave it to me for Christmas one year. You know, that snake. It's sort of like a Medusa light. It's in one of the shots. Like you can bend the arms or whatever. Yeah. I kind of like Lynette at this point. I know you like her so much. Also, I will tell you this though. Someone in their car watching someone from afar, lifetime bingo. Okay. That's mm, like the mm. that's the one in the middle that you can always count on. That's the one that's just a free space. Someone looking at somebody from a car. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Okay, so next morning, Lynette's mom is talking about some gossip that she read about Sam having a relationship, and it seems like she's maybe crazy. Also, listen to what she says. I read about Sam and some new girlfriend this morning. All lies. I know that you and Sam have something special. We do. I know, honey. I tell all my friends that you and Sam are a couple. It must be so hard having to keep your relationship a secret. Okay, okay, after I hear all this, I'm like, mm, crazy runs in the family. Yeah, it's hereditary. <laughs> I, you know, I can't make a proper diagnosis. I did date. We did learn last week that I I dated a, um, a, a psychiatrist. Right, right. Which is different from a psychologist. Never call a psychiatrist a psychologist. They will correct you because they are a medical doctor. Because they went to medical school and they can prescribe medication. You think mm -hmm. I don't know the difference, baby? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I know mm -hmm. the difference, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a health and wellness check for this family. We could. I know. So obviously Lynette's lying to her mother, but I don't know why her mom would believe it, you know? So then I'm, I was just hoping this whole monologue was like an auditory hallucination on Lynette's part. You know what I mean? Like I wanted it to be that like in Lynette's mind, everyone around her is like, you love Sam and Sam loves you. Like that's what I wanted it to be, but it was not. We need this movie again, but from the perspective of Lynette. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at Casey's house, her bestie calls um, with some about the gossip rags and she finds out that she's all over, Casey's all over the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, we then see Mark and Sam discussing an online article calling Casey Sam's new babe. Listen to this. But this is good press. Casey is great for my image. She's the girl next door. I mean, the studio's gonna love this. I don't care about your love life. I'm trying to make sure Lynette doesn't screw things up. Marky, relax. Pretty soon I'll be shooting Vindicators and that woman will be behind bars. Or dead. Sure, that makes our life even easier. Well, I really hope you're right about this. I don't want to have to clean up another mess of yours. Okay, okay. Now, again, Mark does come in hot. Who authorized this? You know, but he's also not wrong. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, he's like, look, you have a lot going on. You don't need to have people thinking you have a girlfriend. It's like, your wife was shot in the night six months earlier. We're not thinking about this enough. Six months is not a lot of time when it comes to getting over somebody being murdered. Okay? No, it's still in mourning. Oh, that's why he's been, he's wearing black in that scene. Okay. <laughs> this, now, I was, I was wondering why there was not more of a, like, color story to the wardrobe in this film. But um, it's, be, it's because he's in mourning. I see. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, but this is also the point where I start to wonder, what's up with Mark and Sam? And is this, are they together? Because I what? like I like to project homoeroticism onto uh-huh, uh-huh. any 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 show or movie I'm watching, and so this is the point where I'm like, wait, maybe the wife was murdered because they're together. Look, that is one option, and if Lifetime ever went in that direction, I would be so happy. But this moment, he's like, he's like, I don't want to have to clean up another mess of yours. Immediately, let me tell you what I think. Sam had an affair with Lynette, and then Mark had to like pay her to go away. And that that's what it means to clean up her mess. Like something ha- like I think Lynette was like actually maybe with Sam or maybe she ho- they had a one night of passion, two adults adulting. <laughs> like maybe it was that. And then Mark had to like make her go away. Or like maybe he like made her crazy so no one would believe her. Like he did something. Oh, he's gaslighting her. Yes. Oh. Okay, okay. Yes. Well, TJ and Casey are chilling back at Casey's house that I'm I'm Sure, I've been. I'm sure I made out with someone in this home, um, in the like early 2000s. Uh, also, I love that TJ is like, "Girl, you on all over the internet. I'm coming over." <laughs> TJ's like, "I'm gonna. We need to hang out more. Like, we need. I need to get <laughs> to be around you now that you're thriving." And I was like, "I get it. Take advantage of your celebrity friends." You do realize that this kind of publicity is exactly what you're gonna get if you and Sam become an item. Fortunately, Sam isn't interested in me, so I don't have to worry about us becoming an item. <laughs> but you're totally crushing. You're right. I am totally crushing. I know. That's what I've been trying to tell you all morning. Okay, then Sam calls, and this is a pretty it's a pretty smooth move. He calls and he's like, Hey, uh, check outside your window. I've sent a car over to your house. And it's going to take you and your bestie for a spa day. The dream. The dream. Like, all I, first of all, there's nothing I love more than being picked up. All right? Just, like, cars arriving. There's nothing I love more. And then being taken to private anything. I don't like other people, Tom. All right? I call all other humans riffraff. Doesn't matter who they are, whether or not they're a cartoon cat. They're just riffraff. <laughs> and I just, the idea of a private spa. I'm not even that into spa stuff. Like, I don't really like massages, and Lord knows I don't want to sweat my hair out in a sauna. But I do <laughs> like having a lay in a private place. Having a lay in a private place. <laughs> so as they head out, of course, my girl Lynette is watching from her car across the street. Again, classic. And so as soon as they leave, she breaks into Casey's house. She moving shit around. She she picking up knives from the butcher block. She like at first like at first I was like she's just checking on knives for like future murder because it just looks like she's looking at them, you know. But then we see her take it and she goes into Casey's closet and just starts shredding all of her clothes with the knife. Doesn't it look fun though? <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to do this for some reason. I don't know whose clothing I'm doing it to, but it just looks so fun. And she's just acting, she's acting it really well. I'm just into it. 
<laughs> you look so pretty in this now. Okay, so now I want a private spot and what you want is a rage room. <laughs> and I will get you a rage room, a place where we can break and destroy things. Do you think they have those, like how they have those those escape rooms? Do you think they have yeah, rage rooms? Yeah, I've heard of rage rooms. Yeah, I don't know how many, but they are real. They're a real thing. Can you put in requests like, I need a wardrobe that looks like my ex's. Here's his measurements. <laughs> Please stock the quote-unquote closet with my oh exes my God, thing so I yes. can slash them up. Oh my God, I'm into this. And then after that, you're gonna just wanna kinda just like, look, calm down, you know what I mean? Massage it out, have a moment, and then it'll be good. <laughs> Don't you uh, think? Yes, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, Lynette did not get a massage after her raging. Um, she's, <laughs> she's still back, she's still at the house, right, when they come home, or she does yeah. she just... Escape just she, in time. Yeah, the nick of time. She like pretty much goes out the back. You know what I mean? Like they're coming in the front. She runs out the back. And I was nervous because I'm I'm at this point. Me I'm too. Rooting, I'm rooting for Lynette. <laughs> and so uh, coverage on them arriving back at the house and the place <laughs> is ruined. Like Lynette did damage in a very short time. <laughs> she really did. She spray painted back off, bitch, on the wall. <laughs> I mean, broke the TV. Like, everything's on the ground. I feel like there's also, like, stuffing out of the couch cushions. Like, Lynette got her cardio in with this destruction. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And I was like, and of course, as soon as I see this, I go, if they don't get fingerprints, I'm going to lose it. I was like, if you, can't, if you can't trace this back to Lynette with all this destruction... I'm like, okay, we need new police in Hollywood. No, we, there, there has to be a hair that, that was shed that they can put in for some testing as well. There, she was There's not, no she didn't have gloves. Nope. She didn't have. No hairnet. Professional would have gone in with one of those like full bot, you know, those painting suits that mm -hmm. zip up around your, you know, you don't want to leave any genetic material behind. Exactly. You need to go in there like Dexter. Okay, and you just want to line it with plastic. <laughs> line yourself with plastic if you want to get away with some stuff. Oh my God, Lynette was wild. I did not see that coming to the house. In time, we need to take a break because things have taken a turn. I think this is a level of Lynette that I did not think would pop off in this way at the halfway point of the motion picture. And we just need to take a quick break. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, we're back and I am still reeling from the fact that Lynette wrote back off bitch in spray paint on Casey's living room wall. That doesn't come out. 
Also, she's renting. She's clearly renting. She's renting. She's not going to be able to keep her rent controlled because of this. So I'm angry. Yeah. Okay, so Casey calls Sam, who's in the middle of an outdoor massage. Outdoor <laughs> massage. Hey, how'd it go? Whoa, wait. Calm down. What happened? Stay there. I'm going to send Mark over. We're going to take care of everything. So what does Sam do? He sends Mark his right-hand man and Detective Bruner, and they're, like, whispering about their plan. And they're like, you know, we'll handle this without the cops. And then Mark comes into Casey's house and is like, again, he's, like, really bossy. He's like, he's like, pack bags, you're coming to Sam's. And she's like, what on earth? And then bestie TJ comes in and is just, you know, just to kind of check in with her. And it was just so funny because she comes in and Mark is literally, like, like, trying to stop her from talking to Casey. And TJ's reaction is priceless. Listen to this. Uh, hey, Casey. I'm sorry. Who are you? Who am I? Who are you? Uh, Casey isn't able to talk right now. Mark, I'm, I'm sorry. This is my friend TJ. She was with me when this all happened. Yeah, Mark. Hey, no, I'm we... sorry. Uh, we really need to get going before the news gets Hey, here. Mark. I'd like to talk to my friend for a minute, okay? I love TJ. That was like, I was like, this is a black woman. Like, I was like, are you sure a black lady didn't write this scene? Because it's like so real for her to be like, who are you? What you doing coming up on me? You know what I'm saying? Ma'am, I don't know you. <laughs> she, he, she was not having Mark's ass. Now, Tom, would you have gone to Sam's house? Because my thing is, I don't know why you will go to Sam's house when he's the one who's like the target of the stalker. To me, it's like, put me up in a Weston. Let me sleep in a heavenly bed. Yeah, I no, get my house fit. I'm going to Solvang. I'm going to go, I'm going to treat myself to some Abel skeevers and wine country. Yes. This moment where where they're like, can uh, can we speak in private? I they always do this in TV shows. Have you ever asked in front of other people to speak to someone in private? Absolutely not. It's so funny you say that because it is always in movies and TV, and yet, yeah, in real life, I've never witnessed or been a participant in asking someone to speak in private. Because if I watch, if somebody said, "I'm sorry, can I speak to them in private in front of me?" I would be mortified that I was there. Like I would. <laughs> I, but also, I would be so embarrassed to do that. To I just feel like it would be so weird. I know. But now it's my I goal. I want to do it. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Casey gets to the house. Bad decision, in my opinion. And uh, Jack shows her to the guest room, which is fully its own hotel. It's a hotel room. It has its own private like kitchen, doesn't it? It has its own private bathroom, walk-in closet. Like I was like, this, I want to live here but I would not want to interact with anybody else in the house. You know what I mean? Like to have a guest bed with its own bath, you'd never have to leave. Yeah, I'd be a shut-in. Mm-hmm. Then Sam tells her to check out the closet and he's had some clothing pulled for her. He's estimated her size <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. I was like, at first I was like, is this sweet or is it creepy? I don't like it because to me, the idea of picking clothes for her and it's like, again, you have to remember, these people have not known each other very long. And that, like, again, she has no personality. So when you really just come out here and be like, I have clothes for you, it's almost like you're dressing her up like a doll. What would have been sweet is, here is my celebrity person credit card. Go have a pretty woman day on Rodeo Drive. Oh, yeah. You know? Fashion montage. Fashion yeah. montage. Like, that's the dream. But picking out clothes... And also, if you notice, did you notice like the palette of clothes? It was like very um black, white, gray. Like it, there were really no brights in there. 
Yeah, which is the same color palette that he wears. So it's it's uh, and I well, well, I also well. thought this was super creepy. And I my theory at this point is, uh, did he really have a, someone pull those from the studio, or is that his ex wife's clothes? Because it just it's hitting me wow. that this lady is a blonde woman as well. And like, are you trying to to dress her up as your wife that you loved? Mm. Like, I did, I did not even think that. I would have never assumed that were his ex wife's clothes. I don't know. That's wild. I'm just saying it could be a possibility. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Now that's an option. Now I'm even more terrified. So that night, Casey and Sam, like after dinner, they're sitting there and they're sort of like bonding and getting into it. I lost my dad when I was Jack's age. You did? Yeah, it was really hard for my mom and I, but having my mom be there and the strong person she is, it really made everything better. And then she tells him about her mom. Listen to this little moment. My mom had a a stroke a while back and she's having a really tough recovery. Oh my God. Just, I... I feel so helpless, and I don't know if she's going to be okay, and the bills are just piling up, and the worst part is I don't even know if she's, you know, going to wake up and remember who I am. I'm so sorry. Uh, Is is there anything I can do? Um, (laughs) thank you, but no, I just need to be strong and not give up. Then we won't give up, because I'm going to be right by your side. All the way through. Okay, see, I didn't think that was sweet at all. I'm going to be right by your side all the way through? Too soon. Too soon, sir. Too soon. I was like, first of all, your estranged wife died six months ago. You are now a single dad, and you are now dedicating yourself to a whispery teacher with medical debt. Make it make sense. Nothing you're doing is making sense to me, Sam. Like, it's maybe supposed to be some sort of romantic moment, but I'm like, no, you're like, you're not thinking. You're not thinking right. <sighs> so after this moment, he he kisses her mm-hmm. and then she pulls away saying that it's it's late. And then she has this dream that Sam creeps in and they have sex, but it was just a dream. Turns out it was a dream. Yep. And uh, Jack comes in uh, to say that he was having a bad dream. Casey, I had a bad dream and I can't sleep. Okay, I'm coming. All right. Well, how about I take you to your room and read you a story until you fall asleep? How does that sound? Good. Okay, come on. Next morning, Casey hears Mark on the phone talking about a gun and a car and evidence, and he basically treats her like she's hired help. It's very gross. And he tells her to not, do not call Sam. Do not bother him. (laughs) He's an important celebrity. Uh, where is Sam? Studio. Meeting for Vindicators. Speaking of meetings, uh, I need to get going. I have some numbers on the island counter if you need anything. You know, actually, uh, these meetings are very important for Sam. So it's probably best if you don't even bother him at all today. Call me if you need something. Don't call Sam. Good morning to you, too. Well, this whole time, too, this, like, background is, like, basically he's become, like, the new lead of some sort of superhero movie, you know? Like, whatever this world's version of Marvel is. So that's, like, constantly in the background where it's, like, Sam's gonna be the new star. He's gonna be the new star. So he's got big meetings with the studio, you know? And you're, like, okay. 
this is not real, so I don't understand. Can you imagine having her that hair when you wake? She just <laughs> woke up, and it is a full set of lush. I know rolling waves. What is? I know. How does that happen? It is a full roller set, and you're like, girl, did you sleep with pink girls? How? <laughs> How? Also, the way these treat, like, she signed up to be a home teacher, not a full-time nanny. I know. An au pair, so to speak. But also, she came downstairs, like, in her full-on pajamas, like a silk pajama set. And I felt like, you should put on clothes before you came down. Like, when I go stay at someone's house, like, I wouldn't come out in pajamas. I would usually, like, dress myself and then appear. Do you know what I mean? Because it a thousand percent looks like pajamas. But then she wears it, she wears it into the world. This is what's confusing. Casey makes Sam some pancakes and he's like, I can have fruit or yogurt or the healthy cereal for breakfast. I think we should have pancakes. My mom used to make me pancakes, but dad says I can only have them now on special occasions. And she's like, no, it's our first time hanging out. That's a special occasion. That means we can have pancakes. Then she gets a call telling her that her mom has awoken from the coma or whatever she's been in. Can you imagine? She's awake now? Okay, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be right there. Okay. Just joy. Just feeling joy in pajamas. She, <laughs> uh, then she tells Jack they have somewhere important to go. And she's like, oh, no, I don't have my car here. My dad keeps the key to his car here for the driver. Oh, but I can't. Jack, I I shouldn't drive your dad's car. But it's an emergency. And she's like, he won't mind. So off they go. (laughs) I'm sorry. Don't look. I know little Jack is like, let me show you around the house. Don't trust a child when they tell you where keys are hidden. Okay. They don't know nothing about nothing. And Jack is the kind, he'll get you in trouble. He'll get you in trouble. Yeah, he's clearly he's like, oh, this will be good for my film I'm making on my iPad. <laughs> a car chase scene. I've been trying to get a chase scene in my movie. Maybe I can get her to drive this car. And then they head to the hospital, the, the, the care facility. Right. They cut, they get it's like, this is a big deal. This is very exciting. Now she has a lot of progress to make still, and it won't be easy on either of you. But she's awake. Yes. And she asked for me. Yes. It's a really good sign. Now, as that's happening, though, Lynette, like, she's got, you know, entertainment news playing. Sam, she hears Sam Austin's name. She runs in to watch, and it's like, Hey, hey, Sam, Sam, tell us about Casey. Uh, Casey's, Casey's wonderful. Is it serious? When did, when did she move in? Uh, no comments. Uh, <laughs> I love the movie that Lynette is in. It's almost her own separate film, and I'm into I, it. I do wonder if they all of Lynette, like, in the house seeds, I wonder if it was like, okay, we have one day. We need you to unravel as quickly as possible as a human being in the course of one day. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. They just filmed all of her stuff in one day. She's nailing it. She's nailing it. There is a lot to do here, okay? Okay, they're they're back at the hospital. Uh, the administration guy comes in and it's like... And I wanted to say personally how much I appreciate that you not only made your account current, but paying us in advance for next month. I'm glad we're going to be able to continue to help your mother. Thank you. And I said, thank you, Sam. This is what I wanted for him, okay? That's what I want from my rich man, okay? Paying these medical bills. 
So I was like into Sam in that moment, but it very quickly goes away because then basically Casey gets home with Jack and Sam is like pissed. He is pissed to a degree that like turned my stomach. I could not get over it. Listen to this. I can explain. You take my son and steal my car? I know this looks really bad. I, I was- Every time he leaves this house, he is at risk. What were you thinking taking Jack somewhere without telling me? Who the hell do you think you are? It was, uh, Sam, it was my mother. She, she woke up and she asked for me. I don't care if your mother suddenly got up and started dancing. Nobody takes my son anywhere without my say-so. Do you understand me? We're going to finish this conversation later. I can't even look at you right now. Okay, damn. It was like, okay, I get it. Your son was recently almost kidnapped. But Casey is not a crazy person. And I think that going to get my fresh out of a coma mom is a pretty good reason to leave the house. You know, she wasn't like, we got hungry. She was like, my mother is out of a coma. She's been in for months. I had to go see her. It was a special occasion. Actually, no, the time you borrow the car without telling someone and taking the kid is when the person goes into the coma. If they've awoken from the coma, they're fine, mm -hmm. right? But also, he's he just be like, all those hints of him being controlling have now fully come to fruition. I know, I know. Another side note. He, to quote Artemis Peptani from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he's blasting those nips in the scene. Those nips are driving me crazy. His shirt fits so perfectly and he has worked out. It's like he's swole. He just did chest day or something because he is blasting. He, he's on high, high beams and it's making me crazy. Oh my God. That is so funny. Well, while his nips are trying to get attention, Casey's hiding in her bedroom like a child who was just grounded. And she's just like sitting there sad all night. And then, and I just can't get over the fact that she is now in the- <laughs> Pajamas! These are pajamas. She's been in these pajamas all day pajamas. long. They only make sense when she's laying in the bed because she in pajamas. Okay. And then that night, you know, she gets, she comes into the kitchen and she's like, you know, to get like a little water or something. You know, people need that late night drink, especially in movies and television. People always like need water at they night. Do. I've they never need, woken up for they, water. Never. No, I won't. I sometimes I bring the cup of water and put it on the nightstand and I won't even reach. I'm dehydrated <laughs> in the middle of the night. And I'm like, I cannot be bothered. <laughs> and so as she's at the sink, who comes up behind her with a knife? Lynette. You. You shouldn't be here. You're ruining everything. I shut up! I know what you're trying to do, and it won't work. Sam said that we'd be married when the time is right, and there is nothing you can do to stop it. I don't know what you're talking about. You think I won't kill for him? Casey. Liar! What? How she get in the house? Sam needs a nest. Sam needs an alarm system. <laughs> Sam needs something. This is like, this ain't making sense. For somebody who says there's a stalker, it's real loosey-goosey up in this house. So she comes in there. And then after like only a few seconds, Sam comes behind. And Lynette starts screaming at him. It's like, you promised me. You said to be patient. And now you're with her. Dad? Jack, go to your room. Jack, go back to your room. Now! I, 
I don't know who you are or what you want, but if you just put down the knife, you we know, can discuss this. You said we'd be married. You said I'd be Jack's mom. You said we'd be happy together forever. I'm sorry, but I've never met you. I don't know who you are. <gasps> Whoa. Then Lynette lunges at Sam with the knife and they fall over. Like you see them, they both fall over the couch. Like they kind of tumble down and they're on the ground. And then it's like real silent. You don't know what's up. And Casey walks in slow motion. I mean, this woman. So slow. This is so When a slow. child is being kidnapped, when someone is attacking with a knife, she takes her sweet ass time. She takes her time. In moments of stress, Casey's like, I just don't know what to do. Maybe I'll stay over here and wait for someone to ask for me. Casey, why is she so slow? <laughs> Again, it's the, it's the hair. It's either weighing her down or she doesn't want to, to mess it up. Mess it up. Yeah, <laughs> she's just moving very slowly. But she finally like gets to the couch and looks over and it's Lynette who has been stabbed in the stomach. She's not dead. But she's certainly down for the count with a knife hanging out of her gut. Whoo, honey, I did not see that coming, honey. We, we still have 20 minutes to go in the movie. And that's- Yeah, like, I was shocked. I'm like, wait, it's over? How can it, it can't be over yet? What? I know, I know. I couldn't believe it. And then later, like, so basically, you know, after that's all happened, Sam and Casey are outside. Casey is obviously, you know, still reeling from what she just witnessed. She said, you promised you would marry her. She really believed you guys were in a relationship together. That's frightening. You know, basically, Casey's like, I'm finding it hard to believe that somebody would be that specific in their delusion. And Sam is like, she cray. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like writing it off. And then he apologizes for acting like an asshole earlier. And then he kisses her. And she's like, okay, no, bye. She's like, I'm going to go stay with my friend TJ. And I'm like, thank you. Yes. But then Sam said, he's like, let's get out of here. What? First thing in the morning, just the three of us. We'll get out of here. We'll go up to the mountains. I have a cabin. I've been going there since I was a little kid. We'll just go up there and forget about all this. Nothing but sunshine, mountains. And she agrees. Okay. No. <laughs> Girl. No. Girl. No. Houses in the mountains are where people go to die. Why are you going to go to a house in the mountains with this man? He has proven to be volatile. Okay? Y'all need some time apart. Red flag. There have been so many red flags. There, it, all, the, what's, what's the saying? Uh, the, um, you can't see the, uh, all the, there's, <laughs> what are you saying, Tom? All, all the f red flags look like normal flags when you're wearing rosy colored glasses. I Yes, no, you're right. Up. That is it. Yes, it is. You can't see the color of the flags when yep. you got a, a colored lens on. Yeah, when you're blinded what... by love. <sighs> oh, my God. I cannot believe it. Again, the, I just feel like if there is if there's another person in on the stocking, like they obviously know the location of this other house. Mm -hmm. It's just a bad decision. I know. And now this is the point where I'm like, oh, so he he killed his wife. He's sleeping with Mark. <laughs> I think it's all a ruse. He wants to get paparazzi more with Casey so that he can build. He doesn't want to endanger his career by coming out. So he's he's doing a fake relationship with her so that he can continue seeing Mark. That's my theory. Okay. And so you think we'll maybe he killed happened. Naomi because she was like going to tell the truth. Maybe. 
the wife. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know is Lynette dead or is she at the hospital? No, no, she's like, at the, she's alive because remember, like first you see her moving when she's been after she's been stabbed, and then you when you see the like news um thing, it's like she has been apprehended. So she's not a dead. She's not dead. They're like we have we like have who did it. You know, okay. so she's alive. But so so you think that for me, I think is that like Sam wants a mother for his son, and he just picks Casey because she is blonde like his ex wife, <laughs> and because Jack likes him. Like he's like, I need my son needs a mother, so I'll make you be his mother. It's like really what I think he's doing, but that's neither here nor there because okay, what happens is basically they get to the cabin, the cabin in the woods, and as they're going in, Casey's kind of hanging back, and she watches a video on her phone, and it's the video of the police, you know, being like. This woman, Lynette, killed Naomi Till. We know because the murder weapon was found in her car. And then Casey has a flashback to the conversation she overheard. Find her, put the gun in the car, then call the cops. I don't trust him. I saw him uh, whispering with some detective out there something about not wanting the police to know things. So, you know, Casey's putting it together. Casey's like, okay, wait a minute. Something about Mark is crazy. I was like, babe. From the moment he showed up at your house, unannounced and uninvited, being like, Sam wants to take you to dinner, you should have known to stay away from that man. He could not be trusted. Why? Why did they make the bad decisions? But then Casey, she tells Sam her suspicions about Mark, which I was actually glad. I'm glad she like kind of did it immediately, you know, and was just like, I have this idea. This man's weird. And then, and then of course, Sam is like, He's my best friend, Casey. Look, I, I appreciate the concern. I do. But... You gotta trust me, Mark had nothing to do with Naomi's death. There'd be no way she was gonna get between these two. Again, it's just supporting my theory that that Sam and Mark are in love. Anyway, uh, that night, Sam cooks dinner for them at the cabin, and Jack shows Casey a video that he took of his parents together, and here's where she notices that the dress that she wore after she got that closet full of clothes that were pulled by the stylist, quote unquote, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she sees that Naomi is wearing that dress in the video, which confirms my suspicion <laughs> that there was not a closet full of wardrobe pulls. This, in fact, his ex-wife's clothing. He's turning into another blonde lady that he was already married to. Wow. 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 Then, though, what we, honey, Jack's iPad he got it all. He the real paparazzi in the house, okay? Because basically Jack then proceeds to show there's a bunch of videos and then Casey looks and it's a video that where, you know, Sam says Casey's good for his image, okay? Then there's another video. She pressed play and this is a video of Sam and Lynette talking about being together. What? You have to promise me I cannot be lied to again. I cannot take another one of your lies. Honey, I am not lying. Of course I promise. We just, we can't go public until everything's taken care of. But are you sure this is the only way? I don't want, I don't want it. It is the only way. After you do this, we get to be together. And he hands Lynette the gun, telling her she has to kill Naomi so that they can be together. Okay, I did not see that coming. Tom, I did not think that was going to happen. I did not think we were going to get footage of Sam and Lynette. But also, what a terrible child. He's just been (laughs) sitting on this information 
Well, do you think he was so trauma? Maybe he was so traumatized that he just like disassociated in the moment of seeing a gun. And he was like, I captured it on film, but I don't remember it happening. How? Okay, okay, you are correct because Jack is 10 years old and he is no dummy. I do think you're correct. He did have information that he should have given to authorities. Or at the very least, I think somebody should have looked at his iPad. Just in general. Like, meaning even his dad. Like, his dad should have known if there was footage on the iPad of him and Lynette in any capacity. But you know what? Hot actors aren't that smart to to check that. They They don't have the forethought oh my god well i don't know honey because sam was clever when you're busy being that that good looking you're you don't think to you know clear the the history on your search bar (laughs) you don't don't think to check your kid's ipad etc gosh well honey sam proves that he is got a lot of plans because basically just as she sees that video sam comes downstairs comes behind casey and the mask is off y'all we get to real sam listen to this She wasn't lying. That's what she meant when she said she would kill for you. You had her kill Naomi. Yeah, Lynette really would have done anything for me. God, I'm gonna miss her. You know, Naomi bought him that tablet. She taught him how to take video in hopes that someday he'd become a filmmaker. It's ironic, isn't it? She was always doing things like that without my permission. Even after she rode my coattails to stardom. Oh, boy. Wow, wow, wow. He is really serious. As he's, like, cornering her, like, maybe it's, like, right, like, cornering Casey into the kitchen, Jack comes in. What? Stay there, Jack. Stay back. I would have let her walk away, too. I mean, she would have been washed up without me anyway. I'm Sam Austin. Who the hell is she, right? But she just wouldn't go away quietly. She had to try to take Jack away from me. Do you have any idea how that would look? So you killed her? If you know anything about me, you know that I would never let anybody take Jack away from me. He's going to have to go to therapy, this kid. Sam is not, uh, he's not going to go back to being the nice guy, though. I thought he was going to, like, lie. You know, as soon as the kid walked in, he I thought he was going to be like, I'm doing lines for a show. <laughs> like, yeah, we're just rehearsing, sweetie. Don't worry about it. No, nope. he's just like, no, I, I killed her. So then Casey thro- throws the boiling water that from the dinner that they were working on mm-hmm. in his face. <laughs> Not the face! No! <laughs> and she runs out the house with Jack, and they're running out in the woods together. I, honestly... My brain would have gone to, you know what? He's not going to kill his son. The son's kid's going to be fine. I'm not going to wait because he's just dragging her down. <laughs> you said leave the kid with the murderer? Yeah, we got to separate. Kid, you're on your own. <laughs> so they're running out in the ha- in the woods together. Sam is hot on their trail. But his face is not burnt up. I was like, you see like red splotches, but like what I wanted, I wanted him to look like the Phantom of the Opera. I wanted his career ruined. I wanted him to be unrecognizable. Yeah, no, he just had some light bruising, <laughs> which I feel like doesn't line up with the, with the injury. So what I was surprised, though, is that Jack does go with Casey. Like, you know, when Casey's running, Jack is like, okay. And I thought that there would be some sort of allegiance to his father, some sense of like, 
we have to go help daddy. But Jack was like, nope, I'm out. I knew he was suspect. Do you know what I mean? Like, Jack is so ready. But then she tells him to call 911. Your dad's not really feeling well right now. And I need you to call 911. Me? Yes. Tell them we need the police here, okay? When I go away, I need you to count to 10. And you're going to run as fast as you can. And you're going to call. Don't leave me. It's going to be okay. All right. I promise. She's going to be the distraction so that Jack can call 911. You know what I mean? With what? Does he run back to that cabin to call? Penny, or does he I have thought a phone the iPad had Wi Fi. I don't know. Oh, I said, well, or maybe. Yeah, on the iPad. Yeah, maybe iPad. something like that. Well, if he did have to run back to the cabin. And they they say like oh this is my this was my mom's cabin Sam says my mom's cabin before she died generational wealth Ugh, see it's always on. happening but imagine the kid gets back to the cabin and it's a rotary dial phone and he's like <laughs> I don't even know how to do right how do I what do I how do I, it goes in a circle what <laughs> how do I how do I make a call but I'll say this though for the fact that Sam is off his rocker. He still thinks he can make this relationship work. Listen to this. You're making a huge mistake. If you just do what I tell you to do, I promise we can put all of this behind us. Lynette and your ex-wife? Make you don't like them. You're special, Casey. And together we can be unstoppable. What? Well, you gotta be my new wife. You gotta be Jack's new mom. You're sick. All right. Uh, I don't know. He's like, you're making a huge mistake. It's like, well, I'm sorry. I think you're the psycho killer. Qu'est-ce que c'est? You know what I mean? I was like, you can't. You can't. And then that's also when, of course, you knew way before me. But that was when I was like, oh, buying the clothes was creepy. But you knew even before that. And so he's like coming towards Casey and Jack like is behind and yells for his dad to stop. And then so when Sam kind of turns to look at Jack, that gives Casey the time she needs to pick up a rock and knock Sam out with it. This was violent and unexpected. I just I was not expecting this I from know. this movie. I it know. really got to me. It got to me. Then after that, though, we got to the cops swarming the cabin. Sam is being let out in the handcuffs, and um, let's hear that Mark has been arrested too. Do you think does so? Mark did Mark know that he killed? The what? The Naomi? Yes, yes. Because remember, it was like cleaning up your mess. Because basically, he knows he knows Sam has done it, and he is framing Lynette for. Oh him yeah, by putting that gun in her car. Then the cops are, say, "Hey, his aunt is going to come pick up Jack. You can go now." And then she's like, "No, we'll we'll wait." And I'm, I thought, "Oh God, now she's, <laughs> now she's stuck with this kid." Is any of the movie is she stuck with this annoying kid that was sitting on valuable information? <laughs> On an iPad? Oh my God. It's so funny how much you hate Jack. <laughs> well, I, I don't hate, I just hate child <laughs> actors always on any show for some reason. I don't uh, know. Well, then we cut to a few months later, and this will be your least favorite scene if you hate ch- child actors, because we are outside of the school. It's morning. Kids are being dropped off. We see on the door, it says Miss Wright's classroom. So now we know Casey has gotten the full-time job she wanted. And so now she's got her own classroom. And then we see Jack jump out of his Aunt Meredith's car and come into the class. So he's back at school. Casey has a job. Okay. And that's the end. That's literally the end of the movie. It's just Jack going into class. I was like, what? How? 
is this the end? Was it supposed to be? And was the same actor playing the aunt that was playing Naomi? She says, oh, she looks just like your mom. Well, it is funny because you you hear about Aunt Meredith, right? Because first Lynette's like, Aunt Meredith told told me to pick him up. And then you see like, Aunt Meredith's coming. I love that an actress, who, a, a character who's mentioned but never seen. So when you finally see like just a hint of Meredith as she's driving away, I'm like, they could have used anybody. They could even use Casey and just put a different wig on her. How did her, is that dreams come? Dreams really do come true. She got her full-time job as a teacher in the Los Angeles public school system. First of all, the perfect bookend would have been if they had given us a news segment talking about how the famous Sam Austin has been sentenced to life in prison. You know what I'm saying? We open with the news. I need to know what's going on. How long is Sam going to be in jail? How long is Mark going to be in jail? Does Jack have a therapist? Who's taking over Sam's part in the superhero movie? I needed to know a lot about the aftermath of all this. And they did not give it to me. I was like, because you know, again, I don't even care about Casey. So her having a teaching job means nothing to me. I need to know about how the famous man was brought to justice. (laughs) I am not invested in Casey's uh, deadly obsession with teaching. There, I said it. You want to know if Lynette was able to get out because that's the other question, right? Now that we know Lynette didn't actually kill, will Lynette get out of jail? Now that we know that Sam and Mark made her crazy. Yeah. I mean, she did threaten people with a knife, so there's that. That That's bad. Yeah, but like, I don't know. If, if, if you threaten someone with a knife, but you end up stabbed, do you also need to go to jail too? It's like, you kind of learned your lesson. She got stabbed with her own knife. Yeah, let that be her punishment. Exactly. I think I could use a spinoff or a part two. I want to yeah. see more from Lynette. Definitely. Does she continue to stalk people? Yeah. Or was it just because she was being specifically gaslit by this man? I think we should write a movie called Lynette's Lover. And it's going to be about whoever she falls in love with after Sam, who sees the good in her. And it's kind of just like a beautiful romance. Oh, I love that. And it's like a I'm happy loving Lynette. that for Lynette. Yes. I love that for Lynette, honey. Ooh, Tom, this was a roller coaster. This was a roller coaster. We went on a journey. And there's no other person I would have wanted to go on this journey with. Okay. I am Thank just you. too grateful to you. It's been a blessing. <laughs> I um I honestly, this is kind of I I'm into this movie. I know. Like this, this was one of the best. This one had me. This yeah. one really had me. It really had twists and turns. The moment Lynette came into that kitchen with a knife and I said, We have 20 minutes to go, I said, Okay, lifetime. You shake it <laughs> up now, girl. And I love that. All right, guys, next week, we are coming to you with an oldie but a goodie. Megan is still with her brand new baby boy, but there is an episode from last year that we just love and want to bring back for you. And FYI, this is the episode that got us our Webby nomination, so I believe we can call this the best of the best. Whoa. The movie is called My Husband's Deadly Past, and sure, yeah, the title does the heavy lifting, but it is about a crazy husband with nefarious ways of getting what he wants, his wife who realizes it, and the sexy doctor who helps her save the day. Well, I think this is a fun little rerun. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. Next. 
And wait, there's more. Check out another awesome Lifetime podcast, The Table is Ours. It's hosted by two fabulous black women in entertainment who sit down with some of their favorite black icons to discuss how black identity has informed, empowered, and fortified their lives and careers. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Julie Magruder and Aisha Jordan. With Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi Ekparrigan and me, Tom Lank. It feels like we don't even need to say it, but yeah, we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.